Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 110, where in a moment we're chatting to our special guest, Jeff Woodshire from Utility Warehouse, about how to cut costs in a crisis. That's on the way, like I say, in just a second, but please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you're in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. You can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows because in our programmes to date, we featured loads of stuff, pensions, investing, wills and powers of attorney and heaps more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last week, we looked at porting your mortgage. Remember, we can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or whatever you get your podcasts. And that way you'll get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis. With me as always, the star of our show, Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. Now, this should be a good one and a timely one because everything's going up right now except the value of the pound. So we decided to see if there's anything we can do to help you through this process. In today's show, cutting costs in the crisis with the help of our guest expert, Jeff Woodger, who's a utilities broker with Utilities Warehouse. Welcome, Jeff. Maybe if you could start by explaining what a utilities broker is and, and what both you and the company do. Yeah, so I work both in the residential and commercial market, but Utility Warehouse currently only works in the residential market. They are the UK's only genuine multi-utility provider. So they have the same licenses from Ofgem and Ofcom and the FCA, Financial Conduct Authority, as other providers do that offer the same services. But what UW can do is put all of your home services onto one bill. So savings, simplicity and service, that's one of their strap lines. So it's about saving money, has been for over 25 years. Simplicity of a single bill, a single login, single phone number for all of those services. And, you know, we've, we've often been rated number one by various companies that look at customer service in the UK. So, yeah, that's UW. And I, I work with a local energy broker uh, that does a bit more in the commercial sector, SMEs and up. How, how long have you been involved in the utilities market, Jeff? Uh, yeah, so a friend showed me how to save money on my phone bill. The PLC is Telecom Plus PLC. That was over 22 years ago, late 1999. And then a few months later said, um, would you like to see how I get paid? And I said, well, I'm delighted with the savings myself. And so, yeah, so over 22 years, I've been a partner with UW, authorised partner is my title. And I just love to help people simplify. That can be a big thing, but also make savings on their bills. I, I thought it had been quite a while that you'd been with, with the utility warehouse. I've seen you at different networking events and things over the, the years. And one of the reasons I was keen to get Jeff on today, I was at a networking event last week and Jeff stood up and he's like, I, I want to speak to people about saving money on their, their energy and utility bills. And I thought, hang on, nobody else is saying that just now. Everybody else is. But when you watch things like Martin Lewis on the TV, they, they're generally look, look, just stay put, your best on the standard tariff. And when I heard Jeff saying that, I thought, oh, 
I need to get them on the the, the program. And one thing that I would stress to, to listeners as well that there's no agenda for us. We don't get paid any commissions from Jeff or anything. The reason I wanted to get them on was I thought, right, if we can save people money, great. That that's why we we do the podcast. And I know Jeff, you you do things like energy, broadband, mobiles, insurance, but. Is it simply utility bills that you, you kind of cover, or is it more diverse than that? No, that, that's my speciality. You know, like yourself, I, I love networking and meeting other business owners. So I've got a wide range of contacts, you know, locally and nationally, if people are looking to make savings elsewhere. But yeah, it's the it's the utilities that is my the main thrust of what I do to help people. I struggle half the time to make sense how financial brokers make money, never mind utility brokers. Maybe, in simple terms, you can explain the sort of broad breakdown of the business to the to the numpty side of the podcast, i.e. me. <laughs> so, so layman's terms and no acronyms, please. So you can show me how it makes money for you, Jeff. I guess it's quite a simple model in many respects. Almost unique in, in the, the way that partners, such as myself, I'm self-employed, Telecom Plus, PLC, Utility Warehouse, that's the brand. They do all the clever stuff. They buy the services at wholesale. They do all the clever stuff of having it on a single bill. And I just talk to people because they're able to buy at wholesale and they're partway through a 20-year energy agreement. You know, unlike some of those companies, 20 plus, that uh, that UW uh, has been in the energy market for over 20 years. So there are about 20 companies over the last two or three that have come into more recently and their their model did not match the rising cost of wholesale energy. I, I was going to say, I'm, I'm assuming we're in a period now where, where you're out the door with inquiries from people looking for a better deal, but is it becoming more difficult to source one for them? Is your job becoming harder because of the financial environment that we're in? I think... I could be busier, John, and I think the reason for that is people are confused. Until last Monday, not quite sure when this is going out, middle of October 2022, I was saying, well, the residential market is now set stable for the next two years. (laughs) (laughs) Now that changed. Mr. Hunt tells us that's only stable till April. But even then, because of UW's unique way, there are other companies that will provide more than one of these services. Most of them can't even get the same bill into one envelope. I mean, yes, so it's mostly electronic. Most of our customers get a digital bill anyway, but anybody who chooses, they get a single bill. Front page says gas, electricity, broadband, mobile, insurance, other savings, and then all the details behind that. And if you choose a paper bill, you get one bill with all that information on it. But uh, from what I understand, you know, 20 some years ago, that the companies were looking to try and buy UWs, I think proprietary is the right word, uh, software that allows them to put multiple services onto one bill. Sorry, Jeff, I'm in. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not even sure if I answered the question. No, you, you know, you're, you're probably answering, you're probably answering the question that I was going to ask. And I, I, I was kind of thinking, how, how can utility warehouse save people money? When, like, for example, you go, I, I go on a comparison website to compare my gas and electricity just now, and it comes up, it kind of basically says, look, just stay on the standard tariff that you're on. So I, I was keen to kind of learn, I think you were sort of explaining that, like how can 
you save people money, but the comparison websites can't. And I'm right in saying as well, Jeff, that utility warehouse aren't on comparison websites. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's right, Phil. I think I don't know the the specific reason why, but I know that UW like to promote the work that their partners do. So yes, we've head office. It was based in London pre-lockdown, but now there are customer service and tech support and all this kind of agents throughout the UK working from home. But we UW doesn't spend money on advertising. So for instance, you know, other broadband, energy, less of those advertising at the moment, uh, mobile providers spend millions, literally millions of pounds a year on advertising. And the reason they do that is because it gets them more customers. But obviously that cost is passed on to their customers. So that's one of the ways uh, that we do it. The, the UW partners are a very cheap resource, in effect, for UW to get the word out. And and you'll know, I'm sure, word of mouth is the best way of getting business. Yeah, you know, if someone says, oh, you've got to speak to Phil. He really knows his stuff. He really helped me with my mortgage, my pension, whatever it is. And when you go in there, you've still got to do the work. You've still got to make it clear to everybody. And But it's a lot easier, that conversation, when their dad, mum, brother, pal has said, have a chat with Phil. And it's the same yeah. when people do the same and refer me to their friends and family. Does um, Utility Warehouse, or, or do you, through years of having done this, do you have a way of expressing how much you might save on average. So a percentage, for instance, for, for customers. Yeah, so when customers bundle, they save the most. So because of how we work, we're able to save people half a percent, five pounds per thousand on their bill if they just take their energy with us. We do, we do have another way of saving uh, cashback, and that's available to all of our customers. If you add an additional service, for instance, broadband, that discount goes up to 2.5%. And then a third service, mobile, for instance, then that will be a 5% discount. So that will give you an idea of if you are that rare person whose bill was capped until October 2024, but now only till April, that spends £2,500 a year, 5% of that, Phil, 125 quid, is that right? So, you know, so in itself, it it's may not be life-changing, but when you bundle in, you know, the, the other services are also good value too. Hmm. So, yeah, that's how UW is able to continue to offer those um, savings during this energy crisis. Well, every, every pound's a prisoner, isn't it, at this point? Mm. I mean, you've done this for a long time, Jeff. A lot of people know and respect you. You've followed these markets for a long time. Ordinarily, would you be able to look at them and make an educated guess as to where they were going to go, how they perform in the future? I mean, can you still do that, or are things too volatile well, still? Yeah, yeah, kind of, although I tend not to spend too much time on that. But I do, you know, be working in the commercial sector as well, I do, you know, follow various channels that give an idea of that. It is extraordinary times. You know, we have not had a war of the scale that we have in Ukraine for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, gas pipelines that Russia supplied Europe with have been turned off. That's had a massive impact 
gas prices were up to five to wholesale gas prices were up to five times higher than they they'd sat for a long long time you know i i'm sure phil will say on mortgages they're doubling maybe trebling yeah. the interest rates you know if now what people are paying for their October energy is probably about just over twice what they were paying 12 months ago for the same amount of energy. I, I don't know what's going to happen in April, obviously, but the expectation was that with the war in Ukraine and various other factors, you know, coming out of lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera, that the price of energy was going to continue to rise for at least another 12 to 18 months. Mm. Obviously, it's difficult to know you know what is going to happen with the UK government's decisions, etc., on that, and how and how much will be passed on to who. You know whether everybody gets a discount again, or whether actually they take these six months to say, well, actually, some people are already in fuel poverty. These people will be moved into fuel poverty if we allow the prices to increase further, and you know those people are targeted with savings. Seems like a good idea to me. I don't know how how easy that is to do, but uh, you know, like you and Phil, I expect you've received your sixty six pounds off your bill this month. Yeah, so that's going to continue till April, and I hope in March we'll find out what's going to happen after. Okay, I mean, I, I wasn't going to hold a gun to your head, but uh, I think you've, <laughs> I think you I think you probably just um you probably just answer this next question, which you know when I was going to say best possible estimates. Where do you see prices going in the short, medium term? Up and up is pretty much it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know those pressures look like they're going to say stay. You know, the war is a big one because of the you know the massive amount of natural gas that came from Russia into Europe and the way the energy markets work, the way the price of electricity is decided. You know, what Ofgem decides companies can pay. Or, or did before government stepped in for the October cap. Okay. So we, we thought, going back to saving money and bills, we thought a, a live example to, to work on might be a good idea. And then you could sort of take us through it piece by piece, kind of like breaking the magician's code. <laughs> Phil's, Phil's let you have a copy of his electricity bill, and we're wondering if there's anything you could do for him. And maybe take us through the process, first of all, of what you would ordinarily do with a bill. And tell us what you're looking out for, you know, when you're establishing if you can offer a better deal. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So normally either face-to-face, as I'm sure Phil used to do, you know, always from two years ago, but but now either face-to-face or online, uh, you know, sit down, have a quick chat, say hi, you know, thanks to your friend who referred me or whoever it is. Obviously, we've come to look at your bills. Let me show you your options with UW because... You know, we can take all of these services, broadband, energy, mobile uh, insurances, but for various reasons, it doesn't always make sense for somebody to switch. If they've just gone into a 18-month contract for something, then it's unlikely that even with the savings we uh, offer, it's going to make sense for them to switch that service at that time. But we can still, and at the moment, you know, energy is the big one. That's why everyone's coming to us. But we'd show them how it all works. We have a brand ambassador who's uh, big in the green circuit, as it were. And yeah, and then we get down and have a look at bills. And if if we're in a um, you know a Zoom type scenario, 
I just share a link with them. UW uh, very quickly gave us the tools in April, two years ago, to help people remotely. They will plug in their postcode, choose their address, and we'll get to the bills. And what I'm looking for is what's for, uh, for energy is what's called an annual personal projection. And that should say something like, over the previous 12 months, you used 12,000 kilowatt hours of gas, 5,000 kilowatt hours of electricity. And on their old, you know, their previous supplies bill should say, and we expect that to cost you X pounds over the next 12 months, both the gas and electricity, if they have gas. I live in a lovely village just by the sea. We only have mains electricity. But yeah, and then I will show them the services that we can offer, the broadband speeds we can offer. We use one of the major mobile networks, um, but you get the UW customer service behind it uh, for the mobile and say, you know, which would you want to try? If they need to think about it, we can usually save a, a quote for a limited period, week or two. Uh, so that they can check if there are any fees coming out of a particular contract uh, for broadband or mobile. And then if they're happy, we just go, yeah, choose those services, go ahead. They pop in their bank details for the direct debit. And on the remote thing, you know, it's cleverly done so that there are none of those uh, details I can see as they go in. They're just uh, blanked out, you know. Obviously, data protection uh, is uh, key for everybody in business now. And yeah, I have to keep doing my updates annually on that and various other things to make sure I'm keeping people's data safe. And then if they hit the button, yes, they get confirmation by email straight away. And then I'm here on the end of the phone or email. It's something that no other provider, you know, if you go with one of the big broadband or mobile or energy companies, uh, you'll go only to their customer service departments. We have that, UW has that, but because uh, usually my customers are friends of friends, if they want to pick up the phone to me, you know, I won't answer the call probably in 15 seconds, which is our UW's target, but I'll try and get back to them, uh, you know, the same day and, and just have a chat and help them out. Did that answer the question? Yeah, definitely. You, you mentioned if, if if someone's maybe on like a fixed tariff, would would their bill if they get a copy of the bill and show you that to yourself, would that tend to tell you what sort of tariff that they're on? Yeah. So usually most bills have the amount payable for that bill, the tariff that are on the name of it, and uh, we can look up the sort of the tariff information label. It's called. I'm sure you have very similar things in mortgages, et cetera, yeah. you know, a sort of simple box to outline what you're paying for what. And it will say when the end of that contract term is. Now, certainly with UW, we moved to a, a fixed rate in June because I saw where prices were going. And then obviously government moved the goalposts, thankfully. So I'm not quite sure exactly where we stand, but I know we're not paying more than anybody else for the same amount of electricity because yeah. that 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 October cap was the same for standard variable rates or the fixed rates. Everybody is paying the same twice as much as they yeah. were 12 months ago, whether they're on a fixed or variable. And, you know, we'll see what happens come March, April next year, whether there will be 
whether the industry will move to fixed rates for residential customers or whether there will be a you know a blanket yeah uh, single rate uh, for everybody I know when we're maybe switching people's pensions from one provider to another, sometimes getting all the information could be a nightmare and companies hold it up. And I'm sure that'll probably be the same in, in utilities as well. And you, you kind of like speaking there, Jeff, really what you were saying is that you're, you're kind of doing all the work for somebody. You're doing the comparison to see if you can save them money, taking care of all the paperwork, making it a, a really kind of easy sort of process. One question that I had was, if you were in, so let, let's say, I mean, at the minute, I can't remember how much in debit I was with, with my supplier, but if, if I was to move to, say, utility warehouse, how, how would that work if I owed, say, 800 or £1,000 to, to the, my existing provider? Is that something that can impact things? Yeah, obviously, there is an industry-wide agreement. I think it's around about the £200, £250 mark where you need to either pay off that debit or the bulk of it, uh, that debt, as it were, or at least have an agreement with a company that you will pay it back at, you know, yeah. say £100 a month over the yeah. next eight months. Otherwise, they will object to the transfer. Yeah. Smaller smaller sums will basically, I think, either just go out on the final direct debit. So, you know, like anything else, if you switch companies, yeah. you keep your direct debit in place until you get your final bill, which you know, probably be about a month later, depending on where in the month you pay, etc. Yeah. That will have whether you're in credit, debit, a final payment to make. If you're in credit, happy days. You know, yeah. that goes back as it, you know, as a direct debit payment allows that. If you are in credit with a company, great. You're getting a 100, 200, 500 pound, whatever you were in credit to them goes into your yeah. account. And then you move forward with that in your own pocket with UW on your you know, your monthly payment. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, if you're in debit with them, and that's happened to a lot of people, you know, because of the price of electricity and gas rose so quickly over the summer, normally people would build up a cushion. And then when it started to get colder, you know, they had a credit that over the winter months would would go down. And, yeah. you know, over the 12 months, they'll pay yeah. the total amount for the uh, energy for that year. If someone's changing supplier, does that impact on any of these uh, government rebates or help that people's getting at all? That's a really good question, Phil. And the short answer is no, because the way they are managed, there's a national database for the energy. Different companies have managed it slightly different, whether you get a credit into your bank or we got a credit line on our utility bill, you know, £66 off the total that we owed them for the month's energy. Same for the, what's it called, warm homes discount. And if there's a cold payment, um, exactly the same. As I mentioned before, Utility Warehouse is licensed by Ofgem, regulated by Ofcom and the FCA. So they have to do all of these things, support uh, customers who have additional needs, hard of hearing, sight, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, UW's license is much the same and they will deliver those things. And the feed-in tariff, if you have solar panels and or more recently, the equivalent that that closed in 2019. But there is a an agreed energy payment, I think it's called, for if you have uh, green energy coming in to your home from solar or wind or whatever. 
Just a couple of things I picked up on during the course of this podcast, Phil. If you know you are trying to move supplier and you are owing money, it might just be cheaper for me to get you like a blonde wig and, and change your appearance so that they can't follow you. Rather, rather than, <laughs> and the other thing, October Cap does sound like the sister partner festival to Oktoberfest, where maybe you just serve spirits. It sounds a lot nicer than it actually is. Do you think most people get the idea of the energy price cap now, or are some thinking it's just a magic cure, Jeff? Yeah, it's it, it's never been a phrase I've particularly liked, and it's been you know before you know government intervened there was the cap, and it's a it's a cap on the amount per unit of energy we use, not on the total amount. So if you're in a one-bedroom flat and you wear a beanie hat and sleep, you know, live in a sleeping bag, you might be spending a thousand pounds a year on your energy. If you're in a big five-bedroom house or larger, then yeah, you you might be five, ten thousand pounds. You know, I have a customer who has a castle (laughs) and her electricity bill was huge and getting huger. So yeah, so the cap is it's a like it's like um the price of uh, of putting fuel in your car. You pay one pound I can't even remember what it is, fifty or seventy now or ninety per gallon or litre of fuel, and it's the same as so there's no cap on the amount you can pay. Yeah. You know, if you use less, you'll pay less. Yeah, and that, that's this is the idiot test, isn't it? Because if I can grasp the concept, anyone can. My understanding of it is that the cost per unit now can't rise above a certain price for domestic users for a certain time. Broadly speaking, it's sort of been kicked down the road. Yes. And the problem that we have is that someone came up with what that would mean for an average household, and the figure quoted was £2,500. Yeah. And I think you've now got some folk thinking, right, if I can just stash away a little over 200 quid a month, I'm covered. But the fact is they use more than 200,500 pounds, 2,500, then then they'll pay more. And that's what a lot of folk don't get. Have I grasped that correctly, Jeff? Yeah, I, I think you're right. And and you said earlier, you know, that maybe I'm out the door with inquiries, but I think there's still a certain amount of confusion. You know, the, the what people will be paying on their October bill is approximately twice what they were paying last mm. year uh, for the same bill. Uh, so if the, if they were paying two hundred pounds a month last year, it's likely to be just over four hundred pounds this. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, if there were a hundred pounds, two hundred. Yeah. I think there's still some confusion. I think as people get their October bill, you know, whether that's actually in October or November or for some. It's still on quarterly billing in January. It might surprise some people still. The penny will start to drop then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Once that direct, de- I think being told that your direct debit is going to go up is different to seeing the money come out. It's nuts how much it's been going up. I know mine. When I first I moved into my house just over a year ago, and I think we're paying two three hundred pound a month, and then quickly it went up to about four hundred. And then at one point, I got a letter in saying it's going to go up to 1,027. That was for our gas and electricity. And then once the, the sort of government help came in, they, they reduced it back down to about 600 and then back up to 800. It's dotted, they've changed it so much, but it's just just crazy. I, I think when you were saying there, Jeff, I think you, you kind of covered that Like once you've established that you can, like somebody would be better off you basically take care of all the process and, and things. And I, I guess I'd be right in saying that one of the major differences of speaking to yourself is that you've got an actual 
person to speak to you. Whereas I guess when most people change gas and electricity in the past, it's often been done online via a lot of the comparison websites. Is it that would be kind of one of the big differences dealing with yourself as well? Is it? Yeah, absolutely. I really love to UW three years ago. You know, we proudly said that answer over 90 something percent of all calls within 15 seconds yeah. to there. Now, like every other company that deals with energy, there's a lot more people talking to their providers now, which is probably a good thing. I know a couple of months ago they were uh, hiring 30 additional customer service staff a month uh, to try and help with this. And yeah, t- waiting times are longer than we'd hoped. You know, we do have email and chat service too. But yes, if someone's, you know, sat on the the line for half an hour and said, you know, I've had enough, they've always got me. They can phone me and I'm delighted. I love speaking to people. If it's a problem, I'll, I'll see what I can do to help them. Obviously, I can't change their account. There are some things I have to converse with head office about, whether that's by email or or over the phone but I can certainly smooth the process for them. Let's just um, look now at mobiles and broadband for a minute. I know, um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I bet you this rings true with everybody here. It might have been, a, 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 there might have been a time whereby you had the most up-to-date phone. And then if you have kids, what happens is you suddenly go back down that pecking order in the house and they rise to the top. So they've got the most up-to-date phone and you're still knocking about with a brick. But I, I know my, my mobile phone provider, if I'm looking to upgrade, or effectively spend money with them in any way, it's incredibly easy to get an answer. If I have a complaint or a query, <laughs> it's incredibly difficult. It seems to me in their case, they don't have to worry about customer service so much because they think they offer deals that are so good they'll win regardless. I'm going to guess the market isn't actually like that. So tell me tell me a little bit about your work in mobile and broadband, Jeff. Yeah, so again, UW do all the clever stuff and you know we offer the same services. We can, people can keep their mobile number and their broadband let fewer and fewer people actually use the landline now and yes again because of the way uh, uw operates it's always competitive whilst in the energy market we currently are the cheapest we tend not to do as many grabbing deals you know so you know to grab customers like you say oh i can get a great deal with this but then if you need to upgrade or change things it's not always so easy we're trying really hard to to keep that customer service up. And as I say, we've won many awards for that over the last 20 years, uh, 70 in the last decade, I think. And yes, it's competitive. And because of the, you know, because we're not only an energy provider, but a broadband mobile insurance provider, there's a little bit of margin in each of those services. So that's when we bundle them together, there are additional savings to be made. Where, where would you say the biggest savings are to be made at the minute in terms of the services you provide, Jeff? Would it be mobiles, broadband, or the energy? I, I would say energy, to be honest, Phil. It, it, it depends on what people are paying for. And, and one of the conversations I, I like to have with people as well is what are you paying for that you don't use? So, you know, is your TV package got all the bells and whistles, but you basically just watch the terrestrial channels mm. and you're paying maybe 50 quid a month for something you know, that you maybe yeah. use, Oh, you know, once on a Saturday night or one Saturday in a month or something. Well, actually you can probably either go out to the cinema, you know, as a family spend a similar amount and have a, 
you know, a really fantastic time rather than people sat, sat in their own silos, their own bedrooms at home, consuming their own. But yeah, I would say energy is the, the you know, because it's the biggest cost for yeah. most people, even that small, you know, 5% can be quite significant. Yeah. Yeah, I can only see the services that you offer becoming more and more popular in the present climate, Jeff. So if someone is listening to this, you mentioned earlier, you don't advertise. So if they're listening to this via phone that they think they could get a better deal on, how do they go about finding you? Yeah, so search UW Partners, Jeff Woodger. It's Jeff with a G, G for golf. Would you, would you believe it? I don't know how else to put that. Or, yeah, you may well, you know, there are 40,000, I think, partners up and down the country. I would love to speak to everybody. UK and Northern Ireland. Northern Irish energy market's slightly different. We can't help in that. But if you already know a UW partner and you thought, you know, what is it they're talking about? Have a chat with them because now is a good time to do that. And they really can help you with savings, simplicity and service. So yeah, that's, uh, yeah, by all means, uh, you'll get my phone number. I much prefer uh, to take a call, but yeah, email or you can sign up online. And if you follow my link, I'll get paid. And that's what UW are hoping. They really want partners to benefit from this opportunity to help thousands, millions of people throughout the UK. Okay, brilliant. Now we'll get on to this with questions in just a bit. But first, uh, Phil, on an episode where we're, we're looking at cutting costs in a crisis, I know you've got some tips on conserving energy use as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, one, one thing that I, I used to have one of these sort of devices that tracked your energy usage, and it was really interesting to, to kind of watch and see. And, and and a good example was when I went to boil the kettle, if I put in, filled it right full with water, Jeepers, you would see the, the dial go right up on this energy sort of usage monitor. So so even things as simple as just if, if you're away to make a couple of cups of tea, just fill it up with the two cups rather than filling your kettle right up. That, that was something. All, all of these tips are things. They could be things that'll make you rich, but they all all add up, just little sort of things. So, I mean, that, that was one thing that I do, just boil the amount of water that I need in the kettle. Other tips include things like turn your radiators off in any rooms that you don't use. I mean, I, I've got two rooms that when my kids stay over, they get used, but the rest of the, the kind of week, they're just left empty. So we, we tend to turn off the heating in that rooms and, and that kind of helps as well. Other things are like, don't leave your appliances on standby, turn off your lights. A lot of the times we just take that, that, that sort of thing for, for granted, even spending less time in the shower. I, I try and get in and out as quickly as I can. And then, then you've got like the, the tips for Boris Johnson, was it buy a new kettle? It's like, just do <laughs> I thought that's where you were going when he started off with the kettle thing. Yeah, there. I know. But uh, <laughs> they, I, I would say probably one, one tip at the minute is speak to Jeff. I mean, that, I, I was when I heard him speaking at that event, I, I thought, I was like, oh, we need to get him on the podcast because if we can save people money, even if it's smaller amounts, it all adds adds up as well. And one thing that Jeff's really good at, and I'll, I'll see if he'll do it for us in a minute, is any time I've been at networking events where Jeff's maybe got like one of these one-minute elevator pitches, he always does a, a great one. So I was just wondering, would you you'd be kind enough to, to do one for us just now, Jeff? Oh, well, thanks, Phil. You put me on the spot there. But yeah, so whilst I can help anyone who lives with a roof over their head, I'd really love to speak to homeowners to help them with their bills. I've said it before, I'll say it again. 
significant savings with a sunny smile. Jeff Woodger, utility warehouse authorised partner. Pretty certain I came in under 60 seconds. Well done. <laughs> so I know Jeff's an experienced network. I knew you wouldn't have any problem doing that. Uh, also, just a, a tip on, on uh, conserving energy. If you have a 16-year-old or a 13-year-old in your house, just don't let them into their bedrooms during the day, and that will save a significant <laughs> amount of energy if they have computers in there, let me tell you. Let's do this bit now as well. It's for the quote of the week. Phil's quote of the week fans, get ready. This is the part of the show where Phil delights us with a quote on the relevant subject topic for the show. So this week, Phil, what have you got on cutting costs in a crisis? Couldn't see anyone to attribute this quote to, but every little bit counts. So rather than look for one big way to save a ton of money, save in lots of small ways and set yourself up for success. Like that one. Phil's really keen on trying to help you with your queries. So uh, if ever you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you prefer. Let's get on to this week's contact details in a second. I'll give it to you after these. Hi, Phil. I know they keep saying our energy prices are going to buy even with the cap, but right now I'm 500 quid in the black and I could really use some of that to put towards Christmas. Is this advisable? Jeff, would maybe know the answer more to, to this. If, if you're in credit, Jeff, can you take that money back out? It, no, well, almost not at any time, but is, is that something that's doable for people? Yes, Again, I think there's a sort of specific amount. If it's now, just before Christmas, they might be advising you not to take it out yeah. because generally you're, you're, you build up credit in the summer and you yeah. use that extra over the winter. But it is your money, so you are entitled to it. Or you could switch to UW. They'll set you a new monthly plan yeah. and uh, automatically you'll get that uh, credit back yeah. on your final direct debit. That was pretty much what I was thinking, because you tend to find that you will, you'll you'll use a lot less energy in the summer than you will in the winter. And when we're away to come up to that, especially when it's cold up in, in the north of Scotland, we'll be using mm. a lot more energy. So I dread to see what my bills are going to be the next wee while. Okay, next up, uh, here's one from Carrie in Elgin. Carrie asks, I keep being offered a new fixed rate deal for my energy provider. Should I accept one now? Because the way things are going, it's bound to be better than what comes after the price cap finishes. And if I switch now, will the new deal only kick in after the price cap or does it overwrite it? I haven't the faintest idea. Phil? I know I haven't got much of an idea either. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Jeff's an expert. Oh, well, well, you're here, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sure I can help hugely with that one either. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if that is a recent question or one from a few I know. months back. It, everything's changing so much at the minute. Yeah. I know, for example, on mortgages, the, the fixed rate mortgage rates are, are really high at the minute. Mm. So people are often considering the variable rates. But then I used to say to folk, look, if there's a fixed rate tariff available and you want to know exactly what you're paying, then you may be better on that. But it is, it's at the minute, there's, it's almost a great unknown, is it? And especially when we get governments doing so many U-turns and things changing. So like one minute they're saying they're going to help people until one day and then it changes. It just, it's so hard to, to give sort of advice on, on anything at the minute, is it? Funny, I was I was speaking to a mortgage advisor the other day, Phil, and I said, right, I've let my mortgage deal expire because I, I knew that I, I might be looking to move. So I, I, you know, I thought I can probably stomach a couple of increases and then maybe negotiate a new deal towards the end of the year. I said, I've, I've let it expire and my interest rate is now up at something like, was it 
5.99, something like that. And I said, uh, for goodness sake, you got you got to get me on to a fixed rate deal. And he said, well, it's probably going to cost you more than that to go on a fixed rate deal now. Yeah. That's, that's the way that it's risen. Okay, so thank you for that. I would just say as well, before you get in touch with a question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered – well, a lot of topics now in 110 shows. We might even have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us for episode 110 of the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. And thank you as well to our special guest, Jeff Woodger of Utility Warehouse. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or join the Facebook group for the show. Search personal finance community that's personal finance community on facebook phil's on twitter and linkedin too or why not email phil a question you can answer on a future show his address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk that's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk send him your question and phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast as i say and please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer remember if you found this useful please rate and recommend us and follow us on apple or wherever you get your podcast that way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it you'll get all the links you need on phil's social media good luck with your money phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further we'll see you next time and thanks for listening Thanks, John. Thanks for, for coming on, Jeff. My absolute pleasure. Really enjoyed it.